Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. Tonight, we're going to wing it a little bit. And Dashie and Captain Barnacles will be in the story. Okay. Daddy usually puts at least at least a minute or two of time into figuring out how these will work. But tonight we're just gonna go with it and see what we get. Yeah, but just Dashie, Peso, and and Captain Barnacle. Okay. And what were they doing? Hunting. They were hunting? What were they hunting? For? Hunting for what? You tell me. What were they hunting for? Uh, some... <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, plants that haven't grown so that she can put them in Kalik's garden. Okay, special plants that haven't grown. So they're looking, they're hunting for seeds for plants that haven't grown yet. Yeah, and Kevin Marigles was hunting for the great horned owl to talk to him for something. Okay. Okay. All right. Are they hunting for seeds underwater or are they on land? In the ground underwater or in the ground on the land? Um, in the ground underwater in winter. See, we turned to has them on the bottom. It turned to a flower. Okay. And there were sea bees. Bees. Sea bees. Okay. Wait, see what? Sea bees. What's a sea bee? Is it like a bumblebee? Mm-hmm. It flies around underwater from flower to flower? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Captain Barnacles, Dashie, and Peso are looking for magic seeds to put that will grow flowers for Tweak's garden. And Captain Barnacle is looking for the great horned owl. Mm-hmm. And where do the sea bees come from? Okay. It had been two days since Captain Barnacle, Dashy, and Peso had left the octopod in the Gup A. They had been traveling far underwater. The rest of the aquanauts couldn't come with them because they had to stay and maintain the, the aqua octopod and do research in the coral reef. Captain Barnacle, Dashy, and Peso, though, were on a much different mission. Captain Barnacle was on a mission to find a special seed that the great horned owl liked to eat. Dashy wanted to find special magic seeds that grew special flowers in Tweak's garden. And Peso, who was curious, 
wanted to come along for the ride. Little did he know that because he was the smallest aquanaut, he would have probably the toughest job. Here we are, said Captain Peso. The gut pulled up. Sorry, sorry. Here we are, said Captain Barnacle, as he pulled up in his octo in the gup A. Oh, what is it, Captain? Dashy looked out. I just see a bunch of holes on a bare seafloor. That's right. This is an underwater uh, aqua beehive. An underwater what, said Peso? An underwater aqua beehive. I've never heard of that, said Dashy. Captain Barnacle said, it's super secret. Not many people know about it. One thing people don't know is that the great horned owl likes to eat sea beads. Sea bees. And they only live in this part of the ocean. Peso said, so wait, you mean to tell me that all of these holes have bees living in them? Under the water? Under the ocean? Captain Barnacle said, well, no, not right now. All the bees have migrated to another part of the world. These are empty bee caves. And sea bees hunt a very specific type of seed, the kind of seeds that we're looking for. Oh, how interesting. Dashy said, well, what are we going to do to get the seeds? Well, he got hurt in his story. I know, I know. Dashy gets hurt in every story. Dashy said, well, Captain... That's great. If there's no bees here, that makes things a little easier. But how do we get down these holes? They're not big enough for the gut to swim down. They're not big enough for you and me to swim down. Captain Barnacle said, that is true, but they are big enough for Peso to go down. What? You need me to go down into the holes to find seeds? I don't know about that, Captain. Captain Barnacle said, Peso, it's perfectly safe. Dashy and I will have a good hold of you the whole time but you're the only one small enough to be able to reach down into the holes and pull out the seeds. Okay, Captain, if that's what needs to happen, I'll do it. Great. The three of them put on their helmets and then left the gup into the open ocean. They walked along the floor. The holes were everywhere. They dotted the floor all around them, just big enough for Peso to get in, but they were very deep. Peso looked down one of the holes and said, Captain, I can't see how far it goes down. Captain Barnacle says, the bee holes do go down. <laughs> the bee holes. The bumblebee holes do go down uh, quite a ways. So we're going to have to weigh you with a stone and tie a rope around your ankles so we can lift you down and pull you up. We'll go one at a time, okay, Peso? Okay, said Peso. They tied a stone around Peso's waist to help lower him in the water so he wouldn't float. Dashy used some Aquanaut special rope, which was super sturdy and super secure, and tied it around his ankles. Captain Barnacle said, Ready, Peso? Peso said, No, not really, but here we go. Peso dove headfirst into one of the holes. The rope followed him. He went deep, 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 and then it stopped, and he said, Found one! Pull me out! Captain Barnacle and Dashy pulled Peso out, and with him he had a tiny little seed. Well, that's good, said Captain Peso. It's not the right kind of seed. Hmm, that's interesting. I could have sworn we were going to get the special seed needed for the great horned owl. Dashy, on the other hand, said, This is exactly the kind of seed I need, though. It's going to be great when we give it to Tweak. She's going to love it in her garden. Let's go for another one, said Captain Barnacle. Peso went down another hole and came up with another seed. He went down into another hole and came up with another seed. Each time they found a new seed, but it wasn't quite the seeds that Captain Barnacle was looking for. They came to one hole 
Peso said, Captain, I'm not sure we're going to find the seeds you're looking for here. Let's just try one more. Okay. They came to a particularly deep hole that was a bit more narrow than before. Peso said, Oh, it's going to be a tight fit, but I can do it. Captain Barnacle says, We've got the rope. Dasher said, Yeah. Peso dove in the hole. The rope went down, 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 all the way to the very end. And Captain Barnacle said, We have to stop here. We can't let him go any deeper. Peso, we can't let you go any deeper. We don't have enough rope. Start pulling him up. All of a sudden, they heard Peso go, Captain, pull me up now. Pull me up now. <clears throat> What's wrong, Peso? Pull me up now. Pull me up now. Captain Barnacle said, Dashy, pull. We need to get him out. They pulled the rope. They pulled fast. The rope came easy. Peso never got stuck, but he kept yelling, Pull me out! Pull me out! Pull me out! Finally, Peso came out of the hole with a pop. He fell back on his friends. Almost immediately following behind him, they heard the roar of a buzzing horde of underwater bumblebees. Bees started coming out of the holes everywhere. There were bumblebees all around, fluttering in the ocean water, making bubbles and looking threatening and menacingly. Each one had a big stinger on the end of its rear, and it was like a sharp claw pointed right at the aquanauts. Dashy said, Well, I thought all the underwater bees were gone. Captain Barnacle said, I guess I was wrong. I don't know why they're here. Well, it doesn't matter, said Peso. We've got to get out of here before they get us. Captain Barnacle said, Everybody, run! Captain Barnacle pulled the rope around Peso's waist, releasing the stone. The three swam as fast as they could. All the way to the gap, the bees followed. The bees got super, super close, and they had to dodge and weave. Look out, Captain Barnacle. Swirling all around them, the bees got closer, until finally one bee got close enough to Dashie and, ouch, stung her right in the knee. She grabbed her knee and had to stop swimming, but they were close enough to the gup that Captain Barnacle grabbed her and swam with her to the gup. Inside the gup, Peso, Captain Barnacle, and Dashie were safe from the bees. Their stingers could stab through the suits of the aquanauts, but they couldn't stab through the metal of the gup. They angrily buzzed around the gup, but they could do nothing. Inside, Dashie's knees started to swell up. The bee sting was very painful. Oh no, said Peso. Let me help with that. Captain Peso said, does she need a bandage? Peso said, no, no, bee sting, we don't need a bandage. We need to help the swelling first. Then we can attend to the wound. Peso gave her some medicine, and the swelling in her knee went down. When the swelling had gone down enough, he bandaged the wound. Thanks, said Dashie. No problem, said Peso. It's my job to help uh, any hurt or sick creature in the ocean. Captain, what do we do now? Captain Barnacle said, I don't think there's anything we can do. We came for the seed to see the great horned owl, but it wasn't here. And now these bees are here, we have to go back to the octopod. Peso said, Captain, what, Peso? I have found this. Peso pulled from his little medical bag a seed, the last seed he had found in the last hole before the bees had swarmed. This seed was different from all the other seeds. It was pink and purple and quite a bit larger than the others. Captain Barnacle said, Peso, that's exactly what I was looking for. While they were talking about the seed, the bees around them were circling. Slow at first, then faster, 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 then faster. The guppe was twirling in circles. 
going really fast. All the aquanauts inside were like, whoa, just trying to hang on. And then something magical happened. The bees started to glow. And as they started to glow, they started to form a yellow portal. The yellow portal opened. Captain Barnacle said, what is going on here? And Dashi says, these bees must be magic bees. They're making a yellow portal. But where is it going, said Peso. I don't know. The gup fell into the yellow portal. Swirling around in its magical, billowing, yellow, glowy guck, it went through this long yellow wormhole until it came out the other side. And unbeknownst to them, the gup was no longer in water. It had landed on land. Everybody got out. They looked around, took their helmets off. Peso said, where are we? And what is that? Captain Peso said, I don't know, but that... Captain sorry. Captain Barnacle said, I don't know, but that is something I have never seen before. Dashi took out her camera and took a picture of it. It was a tower, a very tall tower. A tower that went from the ground way up into the clouds in the sky. And the tower was made completely of colorful Lego blocks. The colorful Lego blocks were huge. Each Lego block was the size of a bus. Who were those people, said Peso. They could see little workers on the tower, hauling up Lego blocks, trying to get the tower to go even taller. I don't know, said Peso, but if we're going to get out of here, we have to find a way to make the yellow portal open back up again, get the gup and us back through so we can get to the octopod. We need to go chop to them. The three aquanauts walked into a city made of Lego blocks just over the horizon. The people were busy at work. The people were strange, featureless little people like marshmallows with arms and legs, big eyes, small mouths. They all seemed to make funny little noises when they saw the aquanauts. They all went, ooh, ooh, ooh. Captain Peso, being the leader of the aquanauts, stopped and introduced himself and said, I am Captain Peso. I am Captain um, Barnacle. And this is Peso and Dashi. We have visitors to your town. May we speak to whoever's in charge? The little marshmallow people just went, ooh, ooh, and ran around in circles. Finally, someone much bigger than a marshmallow came rolling towards them. Yes, rolling. He had no arms or legs. He was a big spherical disc filled with something white and then a cookie-looking cookie looking thing on each side. He was clearly a large Oreo, and these were all marshmallow people. Dashi said, where are we? This place is made of Legos and candy people. Captain Barnacle said, be polite and don't eat anyone. No problem, said Peso. The Oreo man, the Oreo creature came before them, stopped, fell onto one side and began to speak. His huge Oreo opened like a mouth, exposing the white gooeyness inside as he spoke. The Oreo creature said, Hello, who are you again and why have you come to this land? Captain Peso, Captain, Captain Barnacle said, we're the Octonauts. We've become stranded here in your island, or you're in your land, and we're looking for a way to get back through a yellow portal. The cookie said, a yellow portal, uh-huh. We have those, but we can't open one ourselves. Only the great horned owl can open a, a yellow portal. Captain Barnacle said, you have a great horned owl here. The cookie said, that's why we're building this tower, 
The great horned owl lives high, high in the sky, in a floating cloud. His nest is built there, and he sleeps, and he'll only wake if he's fed the right kind of seed. Captain Barnacle thought to himself, I have that seed. He pulled it out of his pocket and showed the cookie and said, A seed like this. The Oreo cookie went, oh, and all the marshmallow people went, ooh, ooh. The Oreo said, you have the great horned owl seed. If you bring it to the top of the tower and present it to him, he will awaken, eat the seed, and then grant you your greatest desire. Captain Monocle said, well, then we should get going. Show us to your tower. The cookie rolled back on his side and said, follow me. He rolled off and the aquanauts followed him. They climbed high, high, high up the Lego tower, crossing all kinds of colored bricks. They left the town, then they left the mountain range, and they went up into the atmosphere. The Lego tower was the tallest they had ever seen. Soon it became very windy, and they were in the clouds, and it began to be wet. They had no choice, though. They had to continue to climb. The Oreo man had to stop, because he couldn't get wet, because he was an Oreo, and Oreos get soggy if they get wet. So the aquanauts went on their own. They climbed higher and higher until they came to the top of the tower. There at the top of the tower was a cloud, a huge nest, and a sleeping horned owl as big as a building. Captain Barnacle pulled out his little seed, presented it to the owl, and the owl's eyes slowly opened. His eyes were big and yellow and bright. They seemed to glow with magical power. Captain Monocle said, I have brought you this gift. Quasi, and not Quasi, Peso and Dashi were very nervous about this big owl. They didn't know what was going to happen. Was this owl going to eat them too when they eat the seed from Captain Barnacle? The great owl opened his eyes all the way big and bright and yellow. They were so bright that they seemed to blind the aquanauts. The owl stretched forth his super long neck. His head came all the way right up to Captain Barnacle's face and his head was the size of the whole octopod. His huge beak opened, and he drew in the seed, and with a chomp it was eaten. He then pulled back, stood all the way up on his big owl feet, and opened his huge wings. When he opened his wings, he made wind so strong it knocked the octonauts over. The owl said, I am the great horned owl. You have brought me my favorite seed. What is your desire? So what did Captain Barnacle want, Levy? Why did Captain Barnacle want to talk to the Great Horned Owl? Because he had something wrong going on at the octopod. Oh, yeah? What was that? That what, it was what like it, a kind of broken. Oh, yeah? What did he want to ask the Great Horned Owl to do? Fix it. Oh, what was broken about the octopod? Well, the glass was broken, uh-huh. and so he had to put some new glass in, and then seal it in with some glue. Oh. So was the octopod just getting really old, and Captain Barnacle wanted something that made it feel new again? Mm-hmm. Okay. Captain Barnacle stood before the owl and said, I am Captain Barnacles, and I run the octopod. We, the aquanauts, take care of the ocean and everything in it. But my octopod is one of a kind. It is a strange machine built by aliens from another planet, which we've never talked about in the show, but it did happen. And although we have a great mechanic who could fix almost anything, she can't fix the octopod herself. 
I need a magic spell that'll make the octopod like new again, so it never breaks. Also, we need a yellow portal to get back home. Thank you. The great horned owl said, Your wish shall be granted. The great horned owl rose his wings all the way up to the top of his head. His big eyes open and glowed. And with a, a mighty fast movement, he f um, fluttered his wings in one big motion. <sighs> all the clouds around them disappeared as they were pushed off by the huge gust of wind. Um, then, in front of the owl, a small vortex started of yellow magic. It spun until a portal appeared. A portal that went all the way down the, um, to the, to the ground beneath the Lego tower. The owl looked at Captain Barnacle and said, Here is the magic potion you speak, see, you hear, you seek. The owl opened his huge mouth and out of his throat popped a bottle of purple magic goop in a bottle. Captain Barnacle caught it and said, What do I do with this? Captain, the great horned owl said, Your mechanic will know. At that moment, the owl drew back his wings, creating a back gust behind the aquanauts. It forced them off the tower, and they began to fall and fall until they fell into the yellow portal. The yellow portal sucked them up, swirled them around. It was a long, long yellow portal, but in the end, it pushed them right back out into the ocean, right where they had left. There were no bees, and they had their helmets on, so they were fine. Dashi said, we're back where we, where we started, but we've got no... And then as she said that, the gup popped out of the yellow portal too. Captain Monocle said, everyone to the gup. We have what we need. Let's go. They got into the gup, swam back to the octopod. Captain Barnacle gave the magic to Tweak and said, The Great Horned Owl said you would know what to do with this. And she said, I sure do. She opened up one of the uh, pipes and pushed all the magic fluid into it. Everything on the octopod started to glow with magical powers. All the broken glass got sealed up again and became perfectly sound. All of the broken welds and leaky pipes and everything became brand new. The octopod, which was old and dilapidated, became as if it had just been built again. Captain Barnacle got his wish. And Dashi took out her from her purse a handful of seeds that she had gathered and said, Here, Tweak, these are for your garden. I hope you like them. They're going to make beautiful flowers. Just don't let the underwater bees know. They had a good laugh. Everyone was fine. The end. Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro's not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kids' room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes it's just been a long day. 
Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.